Hype Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Knight, man. I'm sure you've been hearing the word NFT used a lot lately when it comes to the space of business. It's really been changing the game, along with things like cryptocurrencies from Bitcoin to Doge and all these other things. And we have seen it used in a lot of different areas of business. And I was wondering when it was going to make its way to the music business. And it has. We're going to be talking about artists like Money Man requesting that his entire $1 million advance be paid to him through Bitcoin and why this may be a good or bad idea. Also, we're going to dive into NFTs. Artists like Tory Lanez released an entire NFT album that he sold 1 million copies of for a dollar each, which was not only a great investment for him, but a great investment for his fans as well, looking to make a little bit of money and flip those NFTs. And also, Nas and Jordan Lucas have invested heavily in an NFT company specifically based around music. So let's get into it. Stay tuned. Before we get into the topic today, man, I want to talk about our sponsor of today's episode, and that sponsor is... It's man, it's me. Look, I have a lot of different passions outside of just music. And one of those are TV and film, man. I love TV and film. It was always my escape as a kid, man. And some of my favorite memories come from just going to the movies, watching a dope movie, and just kind of hanging out there at the arcade at my local movie theater. Chilling with my friends, man, talking about what we just saw, all the things we loved, all the things we hated. And when it came to movies like comic book movies and sci-fi movies, definitely talking about the possibility of sequels and what could happen next. So basically what I'm getting at, guys, is I have another podcast called Nerdy Before It Was Cool. That's N-E-R-D-Y, B as in the letter B, and 4 as in the number 4. It was cool. So nerdy before it was cool. That's going to be on all your DSPs that you listen to podcasts on. I also have a YouTube channel by the same name where I break down TV shows and films as well, do video essays, and just dive a little bit deeper on my YouTube channel. The main topic is going to be comic book movies, so you know, DC, Marvel, those types of films. But I also talk about a little bit of different stuff. Like right now, I'm diving into the new series, Dexter New Blood. If that sounds like something you might be interested in, go ahead and check it out on any of the DSPs like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much wherever you listen to this podcast on, it is there. But anyways, let's get to the topic. All right, so popping off with the NFTs. So before we get into how NFTs are being integrated into music, let's learn what the hell an NFT is anyway. So here's the definition. NFTs, basically that stands for non-fungible tokens. NFTs are a special kind of crypto asset in which each token is unique, as opposed to a fungible asset like Bitcoin or dollar bills, which are all worth exactly the same amount. Every NFT is unique. They can be used to authenticate ownership of digital assets like artworks, recordings, and virtual real estate. So how an NFT is different from Bitcoin is Bitcoin is all the same price based on the market. An NFT can be created by anyone and it can be anything that is digital. First time I heard about it was in the art world where artists were selling their work through NFTs. Basically, they'll make however many copies of this NFT of this artwork. Maybe it's a one of one. Maybe they make two or three copies of it and they sell it as an NFT. And I was hearing about artists making millions and millions of dollars per NFT that they sold. And it's not just the cryptocurrency aspect of why a lot of people were going crazy over NFTs in the art world. It also works as like a certificate of authenticity for the most part. Before it blew up, people were using it for like virtual trading cards, whether it be like Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or NBA cards, the original files of memes or like a virtual real estate place. And if you know anything about the art world, a lot of these collectors just like to own things, especially if they're one of one. So if you're buying a piece of art, you want to be able to know and make sure that it is authentic. So that's another plus about NFT. And just like Bitcoin and all these other cryptocurrencies, man, there's different places you can buy and sell these things like Zora or Rarible or, or OpenSea, just a lot of different things like that. A lot of people buy and sell their NFTs there. 
But anyways, this isn't a class on NFTs. I just wanted to give you a brief intro of what these NFTs are, what they mean, what they're about. If you want to do some more research, definitely go look at some YouTube videos from people who actually know like really what they're talking about on these things or just look at some articles. I just wanted to give you a little brief intro of what they actually are before we got into how they were being integrated into music. But anyways, the first time I saw them being integrated into music was by Tory Lanez. Now, you may have your opinions on this dude. I do as well, but it, it doesn't really matter, man. He's done some amazing things ever since he's been an independent artist. He started a lot of different waves from being the doing his little IG live show during the quarantine, quarantine radio, which got him all kind of deals, which, you know, he eventually lost after the whole uh, allegedly shooting Meg the Stallion in the foot thing. Ever since he's gone independent, man, he's had his thumb on the pulse of just kind of what to do next in whatever time that we're in, man. So I got to commend him for that, no matter what I may think of him personally. Basically, if you're unaware of what he did, basically he released an album that was entirely in NFT. So it was, I don't know how many songs it was. I didn't check out the project, but it was just a, a lot of different songs that he released as an NFT project where people could buy the project for a dollar. And basically how he marketed this thing all over his Instagram for weeks and weeks at a time before he actually released it is, yo, this is just going to be one dollar. And, and he's not, and I'm not just doing this for one dollar to sell as many as I can, but I'm doing this so my fans can purchase this thing for one dollar and then flip them for as much as they want to, which is super interesting to me because it kind of goes against, but also pushes forward everything that people were talking about for the past 10 years about music. I don't know if you guys remember like LimeWire and all these sites we could download free music from. And you know, artists were super against that because you're downloading the music for free. They don't get paid from it. But with this, this is huge because this is artists being able to take back the power. If you don't know, artists make about anywhere from 10 to 17% of their music sales. So if they sell a song for a dollar, they're making at the max, like big artists like Drake are going to make about 18 cents off of that dollar. Now, obviously, he's selling a, a ridiculous amount of records, so he's still going to get paid a crazy ton of money. But when you break it down amongst managers and all these other people, and he's been in a deal with Jay Prince for pretty much all of his career, if you didn't know, it's not going to be a lot of money actually made off of purchasing Drake's music from Drake. So for independent artists and artists who are not tied down into 360 deals, selling their music through NFTs is really going to change the game. One, you can sell your product for less and you can sell it directly to your fans. So you don't have to rely on a company like Spotify paying you pennies upon the dollar or Apple Music paying you pennies upon the dollar. And yeah, Tidal pays you more than all the others, but it's still, for the most part, pennies upon the dollar, man. You don't have to worry about busting all that down through a service. So they can sell their music for far cheaper than they would have to on like a Apple Music or Spotify or whatever. So they can just rely on their fans. Like I said, Tory Lane sold a million copies of his album. A million copies of his album as an independent artist. He's making a million dollars. He's not breaking that down with a streaming service. He's not breaking that down with a record label. This is just something that he sold and he's going to reap every single bit of profit from. And something like this has record labels shaking in their boots because when artists can do things like this, we're talking about Tory Lanez here. He's not like a world renowned artist like a Drake or like a 
maybe even like a Meek Mill or or Nicki Minaj, anybody like that. Don't get me wrong. He is a big artist and he is very well known, especially after his quarantine radio series. But he's definitely not as known as a lot of the people that I mentioned. And he sold a million copies. Obviously, that doesn't mean a million people actually bought it. That could mean, you know, a certain amount of people bought multiple copies. That's mean that's kind of one of the benefits you would normally pay. Ten ninety nine for an album anyway, so maybe people bought ten copies, maybe people bought twenty, maybe some people bought more than that, but that's just kind of how it goes. It still all counts towards the album sales. So let's think bigger. What if an artist like Taylor Swift, like Justin Bieber, decided to go independent and sold music through NFTs? We're talking crazy numbers here. If Tory Lanez can sell a million copies, just imagine how many copies an artist like Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift could sell. You may not be in the world of pop music, so you may not understand how big and how popular these people are, but Justin Bieber basically took a four-year break from releasing music. I think it was 2016 to 2020. Um, Don't quote me on that. It was something like that. Maybe it was 2015 to 2019. But he took a four-year break, and within that four-year break of not releasing any music, he was still in the top two most streamed artists in the world. Not in America, in the entire world. So just imagine that he releases this album within that four-year hiatus, but he says that the only way you can hear this album is if you purchase it through an NFT. And he sets this NFT for $60 and only allows 2.5 million people to be able to purchase this album. And just to give you an idea how many people to listen to Justin Bieber on a monthly basis, he has 82 million, 297,850 monthly listeners. That's 82 million and damn near 300,000 monthly listeners on Spotify alone. That's not adding his Apple Music numbers or his title numbers or his YouTube streams, anything like that. So he says it for $60 and only 2.5 million people can purchase this thing. Let me just punch in my little calculator and add up how much money this dude would make from something like that. So he would make $150 million just by selling 2.5 million copies of his album. And just to show you how much light work for Justin Bieber that would be, Justin Bieber has sold 103.5 million albums worldwide. The seventh artist of the decade of the 2010s, which puts him in the 55th place on like the greatest of all time as far as selling goes. He's in the top 100 selling artist of all time, almost the top 50. So why this could get really scary and spooky for record labels is because like I just put like a, a little measly $60 tag on there. An artist like Nipsey Hussle sold his, uh, his album for $100. Justin Bieber could easily sell a $100 album. And I just said $60 to 2.5 million people. If I open that up to five or open that up to 10, which, if this was an exclusive thing, is that's the only way you could hear it, I think he could do. Or even maybe lessen the amount of people that can purchase it and up the price. I think there would be a lot of people that will purchase that as well. And we're talking crazy, crazy millions here. So the idea of this really scares record labels a lot. Because at this point, why do artists need you? I personally can't explain why. I don't understand why so many people rush to go get their record deal, especially if you're an already established artist and your, your contract is coming to an end. Don't re-sign. 
So yeah, man, I was super surprised to see that when this Tory Lanez album came out, this NFT album, and he sold 1 million copies, I was super surprised to see that not many people were covering this. Not many people were talking about this as if it was a huge deal. When this is a extremely huge deal, when artists that are independent and not under the thumb and the pressure of a record label can make a million dollars and go platinum off of an album, is getting scary out here, man. In the in the playing fields, like stuff like crypto is evening the playing fields for people who are in the entertainment industry, man. And I don't, man, I just don't understand the appeal of staying under the pressure of a major a major record label. Like look at Joyner Lucas, who is also thriving after he gets out from under the thumb of that record label pressure. But yeah, man, I definitely don't think that's something that should have been glossed over. So I wanted to shed a little bit of light on that. And before we get into the next topic, I want to talk to you guys about the sponsor of today's episode, Load Boost. And yes, it's exactly what it sounds like. I mean, for God's sakes, their tagline is come like a porn star. Load Boost is a supplement for men's sexual health that, among other things, increases semen volume, orgasm intensity, and increases ejaculation power. It just also generally makes orgasms feel better for men. So aside from helping you literally boost your load, it also has a premium blend of active ingredients like Hygium, saw palmetto, zinc, and other active nutrients. So it doesn't just make your sexual desires feel better. It's also packed with vitamins and minerals that are great for your prostate. And look guys, it is no shame at all in wanting a little extra boost. So if you want to boost your load today risk-free, try by going to loadboost.com. And you can use the promo code Eddie. 10 to get a nice little discount off your first order. That is Eddie 10, E-D-D-I-E 1-0, Eddie 10. Use that promo code on www.lowboost.com today. All right, back to the pot. But talking about Joyner Lucas, man, him and Nas have also invested in a blockchain-based music investment platform. It was co-founded by Justin Blau. I think that's how you say his name, Justin Blau. He's a music producer for 3LAU. And reportedly to date, man, 3LAU has sold over 20 million in primary sales from his NFT releases across his 3LAU and his South by Southwest 3LAU releases, man. The blockchain platform Royal was launched over the summer and aims to enable fractional music ownership through its own version of NFTs. So this is crazy, man, because not only is it keeping ownership of the music with the artist who is selling the music, but it also gives that artist fans a chance to partially own some of that music as well. So instead of the record label owning these masters, the artist and the fans in that artist community own some of the masters, man. And that is really, really dope. And it sounds like it plans to add thousands of artists from household names and up and comers uh, to work with Royal. So, it, man, this this is just crazy, man. This is a game changer. And me personally, man, I'm really looking forward to see how some of these bigger acts, especially some that are independent or quote unquote retired, like Logic and other rappers like that, decide to use this technology to further their career outside of just trying to be the best rapper or the best or the biggest artist in the game. Because at this point, it gets to that question asked like, okay, are you looking to be the quote unquote biggest artist in the world or are you looking to be the most lucrative or are you just looking for a way to find new avenues of income to add to what you're already making, man? Because trying to be the biggest artist in the world, man, you have to be a machine and you got to be a machine for a really, really long time. You got to pump out music at a high clip 
at a high rate so people don't forget about you, man. But doing things like this, this keeps you in contact with your core fan base as well as it makes it to where you don't always have to be on that hamster wheel, man. You can drop an album like this, make that profit, take a little break, get your mental health right, man, and just stay on course to doing whatever you want to do and however you want to do it with your music without all that added weight and pressure from a record label, man. So this is definitely going to change the game. But last but not least today, man, we got to talk about Rapper Money, man. Uh, a pretty dope artist in my opinion, but regardless of that, a pretty smart one as well. He decided to take his $1 million advance. Instead of getting it in cash or credit, he wanted to take it in Bitcoin, man. Let's talk about, is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? Um, Yeah, let's talk about it, man. So like NFTs, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. I'm sure you've heard of it by this point if you're listening to this episode of the podcast. Why so many people are crazy about investing in Bitcoin or just investing their money in general versus letting it sit in their bank is because you don't get any appreciation with your money sitting in the bank. Even if you have a million dollars in your savings account, over 20, 25 years, you may gain interest of like a couple of dollars. But if you invest in some real estate or invest in some property, invest in, you know, an NFT, whatever the case may be, Bitcoin, that money has the opportunity to increase. And over time, usually does increase unless obviously there's a stock market crash. But once again, this is not a Bitcoin NFT podcast. I'm just giving you some of the basics, man, and why people are crazy about investing their money. Over the past year, the uh, the rate of Bitcoin has steadily increased. Although, yeah, it has hit some valleys and people who don't understand stocks automatically pull their money out and then people go crazy with investing again and it goes back up. At the beginning of the year, I want to say that Bitcoin was around, I want to say maybe $44,000 a coin. And now it hit up to $66,000 a coin just a few days ago and is now back around the $50,000, $54,000 per coin mark. So just over the beginning of the year, one coin, if you bought it for uh, $44,000, is now worth $50,000, something thousand, $55,000. That's a $10,000 increase over the course of a year. You can't do that with cash. You can't do that with credit. This increases because it's an investment and that investment value goes up and down. So, yeah, man, that's why people are so crazy about investing in general, but especially with Bitcoin because of the opportunity. And it's just so much opportunity to gain profit. And even though the coins are so expensive, like as a full coin, you don't have to purchase a full coin like they have Bitcoin purchasing on Cash App. And that's where I personally invest in my Bitcoin through. You know what I mean? You can invest five bucks, ten bucks and. You can just see that money grow and, and stuff like that. And it's really, really dope. And if you're patient with it and let it sit, man, you will gain some profit. So I think it's a really smart idea for artists to get their money in Bitcoin. Now, I don't know if I would take my full advance in Bitcoin, but maybe I would have do 50-50. Uh, I would definitely do 50-50, take 500000 in cash and 500000 in Bitcoin and just leave that 500000 to just chill and grow over the years. And that way, you don't have to worry about things like taxes on that money until you're ready to take it out. That's definitely a smart aspect of it. He's not going to have to pay any taxes on that invested money just yet. It's just going to sit there. So the only thing he's going to have to pay taxes on is the money that he's earning through his shows and his merch and stuff like that. So that's a really, really dope um, idea and a really, really dope avenue, especially if you already have the funds chilling in the bank to where you're not hurting for that million. 
which is a really good place to be in. Where it gets a little tricky is if you're not an artist in that same position. If you're not an artist to where you've built the type of commodity to where you don't need that million dollar advance. And I guess that's the most important part. If you are at a part where you're struggling and hurting, maybe you cannot invest your entire artistry advance into Bitcoin. Um, even though you can cash out of Bitcoin whenever you need, whether it's partial or full, obviously, depending on how much you take out, you will be taxed for it. And definitely any type of investment that you make, you're you're benefited more for leaving it in longer. So, yeah, it's definitely some pros and it's definitely some cons, but I definitely think it's smart. And I would definitely ask for part of my income to be invested into Bitcoin or part of my income to be paid through Bitcoin. I think Odell Beckham has done the same thing with his uh, money that he's going to be getting. So yeah, man, I'm always for the creator, man. I'm always for artists finding new ways to just stay relevant and not only stay relevant, man, just to stay eating, man. This is a game where so many people come in and they get just abused by the music industry and take advantage of. It is becoming to where artists can just finally just chill. Artists can relax. And most importantly, artists can take their income and their career into their own hands. And maybe they won't be the biggest artists in the world, but they can continue to do what they love and make money while doing it and not be struggling and have to resort to the things that they had to resort to before they were artists. But anyways, man, that's going to wrap up today's episode, man. It's your boy, Eddie Knight, man. If you want to talk to me about any of this stuff or just hit me up in general, check out the podcast, check out my music, my page or whatever, man. You can hit me up on Instagram at Eddie Night Owl. That's E-D-D-I-E-N-I-G-H-T-O-W-L. Eddie Night Owl on Instagram. I'm also Eddie Knight 501 over on Twitter and Eddie Knight TV on YouTube, man. But anyways, that's going to be today's episode of the Eddie Knight podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another one. I'm your boy, Eddie Knights, and I'm out.